Hello, Greg. Hi, Jeff. So, um, you didn't want to talk about Trump until he had time to do some shit. Yes. Is he doing any shit for you? Uh, he's being a fascist. <laughs> yes, he is. Um. It's, uh. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know what I want you to say. I just know that you didn't want to say anything. And now he's fucked shit up for a week and. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, I approach the, the, um, circumstance with open mind, and, uh, so far... People were hoping that President Trump was not going to be candidate Trump, but, right. uh, No, Trump is apparently Trump. Uh, he, he revels in his ignorance, and he is, um, unabashed and completely shameless about lying, because no, no shame whatsoever. I suppose the, uh, difficult thing is the idea that um, not only does he not have shame, but that uh, there are enough people to, to that he's found who also have no shame and uh, that a lot of them are apparently uh, elected uh, representatives uh, in the, that they currently have, have ours besides their name, but I, I don't know of any Republican principles that are yeah. being supported here, so I don't other than the raw go team, I don't understand why how Republicans can uh, can do this. But it, it does it, it it does show me something, which is that my um, my conception, my my idea that all people are generally good is uh, perhaps faulty. I so we talked about before during his campaign how he's surrounded himself with people telling him what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. So his bubble, you know, is very positive feedback on everything he sure. says or does. So you, you mentioned, you know, um, he doesn't uh, care about lying or if his lies are caught or whatnot. What's the chances that he thinks he's, like, his point of view... Because he's in such a warped bubble, mm-hmm. he actually thinks he's like, being a good person, you know, like not. I don't know. If, well, whatever his conception of a good person is well, is different sure. from other yeah. people's. Um, if but, that's the case, I would say, like, what if he's honestly scared that the terrorist refugees are going to come in and bomb shit? <laughs> oh, I don't think he's honestly scared. I think that he, he knows that that <coughs> his big concern right now is that he's not popular. And so he is doing something that he thinks will will make him popular. Uh, And he keeps trying to do things that make him popular. And he knows that he, or at least it seems intrinsically, or he surrounds himself with people where they're telling him this, that he can't do the things that we're thinking of that would make him popular. Mm -hmm. He has to go back to his base, at least the, the base... Those fascist urges are somewhat popular, and he thinks that that will show a popularity. Whereas I think that he does not understand, and the people who are surrounding him are not telling him, that he was elected not because of his policies, but as an anti-something, not as a pro-something. There were not a good amount of people who were pro his policies. There were most people who were anti-other policies. If they're pro-anything, they're, they're pro... He's going to mix some stuff up. Mm-hmm. 
Well, he's done that. <laughs> right. Not that it is... I could, I could see, you know, I would like to think that some of the people that voted for Trump were the shaking something up is better than the status quo. Yeah. Not think, so much. I think that's the case. Now, I, I mean, I disagreed with them. I thought the status quo was actually, things are getting better. Things are not perfect, mm-hmm. but things are getting better. Uh, and we have good evidence to show that things are getting better. Whereas people want, there's a tendency for people to want change now, now, now. I want it to happen now. Uh, and you see that in, definitely Trump wants that. I mean, this this thing with where he did you know an executive order to, to change the way that uh, immigration works, and no one was prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to be successful. You can't just and that's what he, he constantly said on on his um, on the campaign trail. Oh, it's so easy! It's so easy. All you did, just, just sign a piece of paper. Done. Yeah. The solution to all the... He, oh, yeah. he literally would say things like, all your problems will be gone. I mean, he would literally say things like that on the campaign. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> you know, yeah, like things like, um, oh, canceling the FHA home uh, loan rebate program, you know, where a lot of his supporters, you know, hardworking men with, you know, uh, first-time home loans, guess what? You're not going to get a decreased payment now because we canceled that program <laughs> on you. Uh, well, I mean, as the Republicans are finding out with, you know, the rhetoric on we have to just destroy Obamacare, it's destroying the nation, and, well, we can't get rid of people's health insurance, that sudden, all of a sudden there is, they, they have now the power mm-hmm. to, to get rid of it if they wanted to, and they're realizing, oh, shit, we can't do that. Now, if, if they were all Trumps, they would have just done it. Right. Uh, and then lied about it's unconscionable voting to repeal it without having a replacement, mm-hmm. at least some factual replacement plans. This whole repeal it now and we'll come up with the next best thing is absurd. Yeah, I, I and fortunately, there seems to be enough pushback that there's clearly, since Obamacare was ultimately a Republican plan, I expect the Republicans will come up with a plan that looks very similar. They will change some key aspects, and then they will call it something different, and they will say it's a whole different plan. And then they will just lie, because that's, they've been shown that that's successful, uh, about it not being the different plan. But they can't just cancel people's um, insurance, because there's too much empirical data to show that's bad. You know my favorite part? This past week and a half has been the press briefings with Sean Spicer. Mm. Oh man, pop some popcorn and sit back. It is entertaining. Bad Dad Bob. It is entertaining. The um, but today, just today, you know, the vast majority of Americans want this border, you know, this refugee thing. Mm-hmm. Where I would love. I've heard some stuff, but I would love a deep dive in like the origins of how this, how refugees became a Republican platform. You know how Syrian refugees are bad, right? Because Trump, there's no evidence, right? Well, sure, Trump appealing to nativist uh, and fascist tendencies in people. 
it's uh, Trump changed the Republicans completely. Yeah. There's so much, that, you know, they were all free trade and all this and that. And then as soon as Trump, you know, becomes the, oh, well, we're anti-free trade now. <laughs> <laughs> he has destroyed, for at least a time being, with the traditional GOP. Um, I don't know how they recover, but I don't know. I don't understand what's happening right now. I just don't. It's it's a things used to be predictable, and at least I used to be able to put them into boxes that I understood, mm-hmm. and I don't anymore. And so it's hard for me to uh, to really have much to say about it, um, because I really know that I'll be wrong. I really know. I don't like think I'm right about anything right now. So I I just don't. I have much to say. Right. Okay. It sure is timely that uh, George Carlin, or not George Carlin, Dan Carlin, put out his latest yeah. hardcore history yeah. about uh, I, nuclear, I, I the nuclear age. don't believe that was a coincidence. <laughs> but I don't know uh, Dan Carlin, so who knows? The Destroyer of Worlds episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm about uh, two-thirds of the way through. And I don't know, have you heard the whole thing yet or no? No, I started no. listening and it was too yeah. depressing. Okay. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. And he hasn't mentioned anything about our new president. You know, he's up to JFK. Well, history. I don't think yeah. yeah, he's up to JFK. But, you know, there's been a couple of times where they've talked. Like right now he's talking about when they voted for president in 1960. It was like the first time in the history of the world you're voting for someone who could end humanity. You know, it's completely different. It's the first time, you you know, never before were you able to vote for a single person who had the power to end life. Mm, I mean, sure, but you could always have made the argument before that oh, they, you could have somebody who would just bomb everything with other with conventional bombs and kill everybody. I don't think physically you could wipe out everyone. I, I, I don't think you could, but someone could probably make the argument. It's just now it, it was more compelling. But also, you know, the rate of technology and human evolution, right? Because Genghis Khan and whatnot didn't have these kind of, you know, well, yeah. I mean, well, the, the so. whole thing about the the interesting thing about the Holocaust was um, that for the for the longest time, it was much more cost effective to rule people than to kill them. Oh, okay. And the Holocaust, and you know, uh, not just that, but Stalin, you know, Stalin's purges showed that uh, we had reached a technological point where actually it was more cost-effective to kill people than to rule. That's awful, but it's true. Yeah. So that's 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 uh, <laughs> some some nice things to nice sentiment to start off the podcast with. Yes. And we're drinking a pumpkin beer. So you bought the damn thing. I did. I I got this pumpkin ale just to see, just to see. And then I tried pulling out a couple weeks ago. He's like, "What? I don't want to fucking drink that." Yeah. Well, I just that that show was not. I was not ready for it. Today I'm I'm more in the mood. So let me tell. So I missed. Um, let's go back. Let's go to other stuff that's happening because yeah, I just don't know what to say about this. Um, and, and it's too scary. Too scary. So let's um. Let's jump to other things. So I, I missed yesterday's show. <clears throat> really, a, a, a confluence of reasons uh, why I missed it. Uh, n- neither one of which would have caused me to miss it, uh, but together they all sort of work together to push it over the top. Uh, one was that uh, I will, 
I guess uh, I wasn't feeling it. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily make me not come to do a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, it's just it added to. <laughs> I mean, I've done shows where we haven't been feeling it. Uh, the second one was I had um, I you know recently oh I oh I got I, I have my surgery date now for, for okay. the uh, things the tenth February tenth. So I don't think we'll be doing a podcast that week. All right. Um, but uh, I'll be getting my uh, gallbladder removed. So I, mean, I, I have some, you know, some Percocets to take care of the pain and stuff like that. And I, and I took them yesterday uh, and Saturday, which is why I didn't want to do it Saturday. And uh, it's Tylenol. And I don't really want to interact right. uh, alcohol with Tylenol. I haven't t- taken any today, so. Gotcha. But I've done it before, so that wasn't, you know, exactly the, the, the entire reason also. Uh, and I was staying, I, I was uh, watching uh, the dog and cat. I was over, over at Damien's this weekend. And so, first of all, it was a longer drive. Mm-hmm. That contributed to it. And the second thing is that Mystic, uh, well, Mystic has reached a stage, she's 15 years old now. And uh, she's, uh, she has control of her bladder, but not necessarily her pooping. <laughs> yeah. And so... Wait, she got to go, she got to go? She doesn't seem, she used to be very good about... Poop going shot went outside this when she poops. Now mm-hmm. she seems to she's she pooped uh, this one time when I was there just on the floor uh, on the carpet, and that you got to clean up quick. So that that was, all these were contributing factors. So I think you're going to just understand right. together that no, you know you don't have to justify it. I'm, yeah. I was fine. Well, I need someone to talk about. So I didn't. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. Uh, I did watch uh, all of Black Mirror, including the Christmas holiday episode, mm. White Christmas. What do you think? White Christmas is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. The um, I love, I love the uh, the torture aspect when he's breaking the the program yes. to do that, and how nonchalant it is, and then. You know, the dude who's in the program has empathy for what turns out to be himself. Right. Is, but still, yeah, he's, uh, it is clear that this is some sort of, whatever this is in the cookie has enough to call it conscious mm-hmm. and then to treat, then what he's doing is essentially torture. Uh, and what they do at the end is, is an even worse yeah. torture. Uh, <clears throat> and um, well, he's probably just a blubbering idiot when they get back from holiday break, right? I mean, they already said, oh God, yeah. I mean, they already said where if you, you know the key is to break them just enough so they can do the home automation job, mm-hmm. and you know, otherwise they're just fodder for shoot them up video games, yeah. something just for a great line. And then that was probably one of the most Twilight Zoney, right? Because then when he does his good deed and gets out, then mm-hmm. he's in this his own hell. Yeah. Yeah, no, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, there's, um, uh, you know, there's that old joke. I've said it before, but uh, and it's a Chris Hardwick joke. So I keep, I, I keep want to give it the, uh, the the right, uh, you know, give give credit for it. But mm-hmm. that he he used to say that they should call Twilight Zone "Nice Try, Asshole." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, that one was definitely one of the most. Uh, Twilight Zoney, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you, you made 
I mean, it sounded like we had talked about it before, but I don't remember. I thought we had. It. I thought we had because 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 the stuff that we talked about. I mean, it, it fits. Oh in. yeah, it fits in perfectly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was interesting that I didn't know going in that it was going to be, um, you know, the a tale of technology type thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. the guy who you're the guy who discovered uh, and and knew about um, uh, Mr. Robot way you know well before I did. So clearly, you were just, yeah. you were on top of technology news. I figured and technology entertainment. I figured you would yeah, know. I completely was. missed it. Yeah. Um, Maybe because it was from the UK. Maybe you just you is that I'm not a Netflix subscriber. So well, it was only on Netflix just recently. Oh, okay. Uh, it was two seasons, uh, and the Christmas special were, were all on Channel Four. Oh, okay. okay. So then Netflix bought it. Gotcha. Actually, I did just subscribe to Netflix. Oh, so the kid not not because of that, but so the kids could mm-hmm. watch some of the stuff they've been wanting, and uh, I'm kind of, you know on our free trial right now. I'm kind of torn because they really don't have a lot of great movies for streaming. No. Like new like new stuff doesn't make it on there it seems. No. Or 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 finding it's a pain in the ass. But it's I think it's good to have and there's a lot of TV shows on there. There's a lot of when you want it, you can pull up something. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I mean for $7, $8 a month, yeah. it's it's not bad at all. It's just disappointing because, like, now I see myself, oh, I probably will want to subscribe to the Blu-ray so I can get new releases. and mm. Because my Usenet movie thing doesn't get a lot of hits anymore. You know, I mean... Well, I, yeah, I could ask. I, put out, I could put out a constant request list of everything. Uh, you know, just... Yeah, maybe. I don't for know. right now, that it's not difficult for me to yeah. get new popular releases. It's, uh, you know, maybe that'll change at some point. But right now, yeah. you're having issues. I'm not in terms of our, yeah. our, our shows. Members. I'm still mostly fine, especially. Well, not the Goldbergs yet. Well, well, that was because some shows really are, you know, do the DMCA takedowns. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to, last time I redid my computer, my media center, I forgot to resubscribe to that show. Oh. So I wasn't getting them as the episodes dropped. Uh, generally, I'm, I'm golden if I get them the day you that they drop. get them quick, right, I see. But these ones, I was trying to get some backlog stuff, and they were all broken. Mm. I see, I see. I like Big Bang Theories. Not that I wanted to download Big Bang Theory, but that's another one where they're super quick on the takedowns. Uh, you mentioned before that you liked The Middle, right? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So that's what, a sitcom or something, right? Yes, yeah. I watched some of that, and I did not like it at all. No, I didn't say that, because I... Okay. I'm not even sure what it, the premise is. It's 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 middle class okay. family, but it's single camera, not not uh, multi cam. But it's yeah. not it's it's um it it reminds me a lot of Modern Family in that it's way overdoing it and sort of overselling it and and the jokes aren't funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not watching any network shows. I can think of the Goldbergs. Uh, okay, well. Okay, Goldbergs. Yeah, I guess you're right. Duh. <laughs> uh, that's probably it. Here, let me let me pull up my list. I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but let me pull it up. I'm watching. Let's see, network shows. I'm watching Agents of Shield, which again, I don't think it's a good show. I just think it's a fun show, which is good, which is fine enough. But I wouldn't be like, mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend that. I was like, this is you have to watch the show. It, it, it's fun for a, a specific sort of 
uh, value if you want to get out of it. And I, I've enjoyed it, but uh, I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. Um, I haven't watched Elementary at all this season. Kind of lost. Uh, last season wasn't very good. The first two seasons were really good. Last season wasn't very good. All right, so things I have upcoming to download. Uh, I watch At Midnight almost every day. Really? You still watch that? Yeah, I still watch At Midnight. I mean... I've fallen off watching. I mean... I, I mean... There was uh, the one that was just the other day. had Jeff Ross and... Um, oh, I forget his name. The guy with the beard and glasses. He's... You know, they're pretty good insult comics, right? And it was... A, Brian yeah. Pussain? No, yeah. no. I'll look it up. Actually... Uh, no, actually, I don't think they have... I don't know if you know, beard, you know Brian Pussain's not an insult. He's been on a... Actually... He's been a co- What's today? It was um Today is the thirtieth. Oh, Mike Lawrence. Oh, okay. I mean, but him and Jeff Ross they were going back and forth. It was it was really good interaction on that show. Okay. What you should do is tell me when there's a good episode and I, and I will watch okay. it. Okay. Watch that one. Okay. Uh episode fifteen of twenty seventeen. Um, what else am I watching? One of my uh, kind of guilty pleasures I, you know, watch it with Heather is uh, Gold Rush. Okay. This show where they do gold mining on Discovery. And it's, the the one crew on there is like the most incompetent bunch of guys ever. They've failed more. <laughs> so, you know, they sucked for like the first couple years of the show, mm-hmm. like made no gold. And then they finally figured out how to make gold, mine gold. And they made this like, Hail Mary patch, patch like thing that they're gonna go to the um French like Guyana jungle Guyana Guinean jungle or something like that, and so they pack up and move to South America. French Guyana, I forget. I guess French Guyana. I mean, these are all you realize these reality shows are all staged and scripted. Okay. No, I don't realize. That. <laughs> I think these people are actually losing money because they make horrible decisions. No, they're getting they're getting compensated for all for all of their stuff. Oh. Well, they it's not like true TV type shows. N- no, <laughs> I don't know what is true TV type shows. True TV shows are the ones like the the fake repo jobs, like where they're just bad actors. Oh, like. okay. No, I mean they're they're being put into controlled situations, but their reactions are. For the most part, genuine. Although they definitely retake shots and stuff like that, and I think for—I mean, I feel I could be wrong. I'd be being duped here, but I think for Gold Rush is you know they found these. Sure, these people are personalities. This one guy tends to make bad decisions. Uh, they probably are compensated for being on the show, but it's—I I think it's a pittance compared to their why mining you, operation. Why do you think that? I don't know because I'm a du- I'm a rube. I guess I've been duped. <laughs> If they've been unsuccessful for years, why no, would no. they still be at doing it? They uh, well, they got good at it because the guys. Well, first off, because God wants them to mine gold. <laughs> Seriously, that sounds like a very, um, a very calculated Duck Dynasty ish ish <laughs> kind of thing to you know go after. Well, anyway, in the one season, they went to the jungle and found nothing. Lost their shirts. So they went back to the Yukon and were doing fairly well again. 
And then this year they decided to not go to the Yukon and try to do it in Oregon and lost their shirts again. So mm. hmm. I think he's always looking for like the next get rich quick, easier money and just makes bad decisions. Um, they are gold miners. I would look into that. I don't, I don't, can't say one way or the other. I don't have information on gold on this particular show, but I know that a lot of these re- reality shows, particularly on the Discovery Channel, are more or less scripted, and uh, a lot of what you see isn't uh, isn't reality as you might think. Well, I, I mean, I know a lot of the times when there's an equipment breakdown, like, oh my god, it's huge, right? You know, and it's, my dad works on heavy equipment, so like the one time this piston came out of the bulldozer thing, right? He's like, sure, it's a pain in the ass to fix, but it's just an hour, an hour and a half Mm -hmm. worth of work, you know? And they're like, we're going to be shut down for months. Commercial break, commercial break. Oh, we got it fixed. Look at that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that kind of stuff is false drama, but I don't, I don't feel that the story being told well, 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 is I'll have to fictional, look into to that. Yeah, prove me wrong. Show me how I'm stupid. I, I, I could be wrong, too. <laughs> uh, that, that would fit the trend. Um, oh, hey, so we should talk about um, <laughs> Star Wars is in the news again. <laughs> a little drip trickle of stuff from... They showed a, a dumb graphic. Right? Dumb. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember... They made, they made this point on, on the... Uh, they did another nerd... Red Alert Media, another nerd crew podcast. <laughs> oh, on this? Yeah, partially on this. And and then on, like, half it was on this and half it was on uh, doing a, a nerd box, geek box comparison, <laughs> which is really <laughs> hilarious. They're both hilarious. But yeah. Uh, but, you know, they said... I'm paraphrasing here because they obviously did it in a very dry, sarcastic manner, but... Uh, they, they said, you know, the other two, the other three Star Wars all had unique logos. Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back, and Star mm-hmm. Wars, and the Empire Strikes Back, and then mm-hmm. there's a little Star Wars, and then Return of the Jedi. Whereas this one, The Force Awakens, and this one are just the same thing. Mm-hmm. Same fucking boring font on a dumb star field. And then in the center is another boring font that says whatever the title is. Except for this one's red now. Yeah. Red. Yeah, and we're supposed to, like, this was fucking, I, I tweeted about it because I was so angry <laughs> that this this was, I, I deleted the tweet where I was like, fucking Star Wars, fuck you, because it's like, okay, I don't need to be that angry about it, but this was this was news, this was like front page news, that, that there's a title now. <laughs> there's a title? Mm-hmm, and the people were just started, oh, well, what does this mean, blah, 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 what does this mean? Did Jenny put out? One? Did you see Jenny's? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see. I did see Jenny Nichols' one, but uh, that was. Um, I know. I, I find it. Uh, I find it all very silly. They just did it to piss you off. They did. It feels like they did, right? It feels <laughs> like he's like, I'm. <laughs> oh shit! Greg's done bitching about Rogue One. Drop, <laughs> drop the title trailer teaser thingy. Ah. Uh... Not even a teaser, just an image. Just a fucking image in three words. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Greg's done talking about us. And then, of course, and and one of the things that the, the Red Letter Media that's making fun of is, for example, there is a, a podcast 
YouTube podcast on Collider, which is all about Star Wars, and they, they did an hour show on this. An hour and a half show on... It might have been an hour and a half on the fucking title. Yeah? Yeah. How much time have we spent on it now? Uh, <laughs> it feels like three hours. <laughs> Not long enough, damn it, they're still angry. Um... <laughs> I, I again, my anger stems not from the fact that, that that it's Star Wars, but from the fact that it has such cultural significance. That that um, <laughs> that the news has to point out that there's a new title for Star Wars. If it was, I mean, the new title for, as I said before, like Transformers drops, no one gives a shit, and I don't give a shit. Even though I fucking hate Transformers movies, I don't care because it doesn't. There aren't hour-long podcast being devoted to it. And I don't get to fucking spend an hour yelling about it. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Greg. Oh, boy. Have you heard of the so-called uh, Batter-Meinhof phenomenon? The Batter... Batter-Meinhof phenomenon. Meinhof phenomenon. Is, is not mentioned... Is not... Psychological thing uh, about how humans work, but it's, it's not... Batter Meinhof are the people who came up with it. Uh, Batter Meinhof is a um, a terrorist group in like Canada or something in the seventies. Okay, but I guess w- when it was first noted, it was somebody noting that they had uh, seen Batter Meinhof references. They just learned about it and they saw four or five references to it in a week. Okay, so this is the phenomena where you. This is when you. Get a Honda Civic. You see all the Honda Civics on the yes, road. Yes, yes. Uh, what is the the actual term for it uh, psychologically? Um, trying to find it because there there is a term for it. What it is? It's a, it's a type of uh, it, it's it's a type of cognitive bias essentially, where mm-hmm. when you learn about something, or when you are, or, or like you said when you were you know interested in something you start seeing that more often Mm -hmm. and you start thinking some people will see that and think there must have been a change in culture or something because this is starting to happen more often but it isn't it's just that you are you are tuned into your brain is a is a pattern matching machine i mean the car example you're you intimately know what a honda civic looks like now right so you're going to notice it more. Yeah, the one example that's very similar to that, that I can remember from my youth is that uh, my dad always uh, would tell me about he wanted a Jaguar. When he was a kid, he wanted a Jaguar, and when he was an adult, he, he did whatever he could to, to, to get a Jaguar. Eventually, he was able to get a Jaguar as a company car. Um, then he bought it from the company because <laughs> he loved he wanted a Jaguar so much. Uh, he's shooting an electrical system car that I guess people who like cars think it looks nice. I'm not... I don't have that kind of aesthetic mind but anyway uh he wanted a jaguar and he kept pointing out to me when there were jaguars on the road and i would never see it because i didn't even know what a jaguar was there was no internet then so i couldn't Mm -hmm. just look it up and take a look at it uh and it's not like my dad had pictures of jaguars running around so uh he would point he'd say there's a jaguar over there and i'd look and i didn't know as soon as as soon as my dad finally got a jaguar and i saw what a jaguar looked like i started to notice them much more often right it's just that thing where you 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 now have this ability to recognize this pattern that you didn't have before. And so normally, 
when you think about it, most of the information you get, because we are bombarded with information, not just from our devices and shit, but from the environment constantly, mm-hmm. and we ignore it. Or we tune it out, almost all of it. When And what we've done is we've, our brains devise a model that allows us to pick out the things that are important and interesting. Uh, you, t- you, t- you keep down that can story um, about uh, Dale's Paleo. Oh, yeah. That's a similar situation where your brain just did not pick out the can as important. Your brain ignored that piece of information. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's probably some of the same phenomena. I always chuck it up is that I had such a bias well, against that, it. That but, is, but yeah. yeah. But you had such a bias that it was a, that, well, well it I, wasn't just a, it wasn't just, oh, I, I think cans are bad. It was that you would actively train your brain not to look at cans. Yeah. It, I guess, you know, I, I tend to have, uh, two different definitions for bias, mm-hmm. right? There is the kind of, um, and they, they boil, boil, no, I'm thinking about they boil down the same thing, but there is the, the bias, like you're talking about pattern matching bias type stuff where it's like not, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, premeditated, you know, whereas, you know, and then I always saw my can bias back then as this premeditated thing that I, but I guess it's really the same thing. Same it's just, thing. you know, just cause you aren't constantly thinking about it. You still made that. It's whatever. I don't. I can't say you made that conscious choice because I don't know whether consciousness is all that people consider well, it to be. It's not. Well, you described it earlier, where you know there's so much information coming at you, and your brain has these mechanisms to filter out mm-hmm. the noise. Up until that point in my life, cans were noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I never. I was able to be more efficient in my beer shelf searching. By skipping over the cans. Effectively, by me being more of a novice at that time, and I'd never been, you know, that was maybe my second time in D's or maybe even my first, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Sure. But by me being more of a novice at the time, I was more, everything was new to me. So I was more primed to pick up that thing that you would normally have skipped over. Right. It's interesting that uh, th- that's one of the reasons why uh, I find teaching such a rewarding activity, even teaching you or trying to teach you um, because you will ask questions. I never thought of you will, you will ask me things that I maybe haven't considered or I don't have an answer to, or uh, I haven't thought of it in that way uh, because I'm primed to understand it in this particular way. And I don't have your perspective on it. Uh, And teaching is, you know, uh, teaching is good because there's no, better way to learn than to teach you always finding yourself mm-hmm. learning something more because you're going okay well what else can i know about this what else what other questions can i answer sure so i just thought that was interesting the bader or batter meinhof phenomenon cool yeah now it has a name <laughs> and i guess People that first recognized this was because they were studying this cult or whatever you said? Or? Well, no, it was... Uh, I'm trying to see... Family can be known as Benjamin is uncertain. It seems likely some individual learned the existence of a historic German or urban guerrilla group, which I met that name and then heard the name again soon afterwards. 
Uh, okay. Independent reports indicate the name Biderman F phenomenon was coined in a discussion thread in the St. Paul Pioneer Press in 1995. Okay. But uh, the accepted name now is the frequency illusion. Better. Yes. It's more descriptive. Yeah. Although battered Meinhof sounds like like sounds like two guys that were working on the paper. well, it, it sounds like it sounds weirdly like more scientific in a way because <laughs> it sounds like uh, Dunning Kruger effect, right? It has that yeah. you know that sort of it sounds like two guys that collaborated yeah. on the research, yeah. yeah. Where you just cause like a frequency illusion, and for me at least, there's a tendency to dismiss it as oh, okay, well that's just some thing. Whereas it actually is you know very important to cognitive stuff. It also got me thinking about, actually, this, this was before, when I was driving uh, to work today. That was another aspect of, of, of why I, uh, I I wasn't too keen on Sunday show was because um, I had to get up earlier, <laughs> going from Damien's place. Oh, okay. um, of course, and I couldn't have done it on a Saturday, but I can't I'd change Saturday to Sunday. My, my bad. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I'm good. Um... I'm apologetic uh, about things today, except for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> As I was driving to work, I kind of intrinsically noticed for some reason that uh, street signs that I hadn't noticed before. This is actually before I read about the Baker Mayhoff okay. thing. Uh, how um, I passed a root sign, and there was no reading. There was no, all this stuff is pre-interpreted in a sense. Uh, if you drop an alien down, they would have no idea. <laughs> they would ask, why are these signs there? What does this sign mean? What is this, mm -hmm. you know, do you have to read this every time? Whereas there's information that's being displayed that is picked up on a, on a subconscious level just by these signs. And you're not even, when you look at a street sign, you don't read it. That word pops into your brain. When you look at a number, you don't... That's what I was thinking about numbers. You look at a number on a route, you don't say that number... You don't think of that number as a number. You think of a number as an indicator. Mm -hmm. uh, as a word, basically. Right. Uh, I, I just... I found it interesting contemplating that. It... it... I mean, that is an interesting thing, I think, to contemplate a little bit. And that, it, at least for me, the, the aspect of um, route numbers, you know, because they're not numbers. I mean, they're... They're labels. They're labels. And now I'm curious. I'd love to know, like, why numbers... I, and I guess I didn't really win out because there's street names, too. Mm -hmm. It's like every street has a number. But, you know, why... Why is it Route 66 and not the Lincoln Highway? And in some I mean, cases, both. Well, right? Sure. I mean, like... Uh, but, but which one is more recognizable? It's Route 66. I guess it depends on who you ask. I, I don't know if that's why... Why would there be both if it wasn't recognizable to some? But, like, the 76 is the, um, the turnpike. Well, seven, well, maybe that's it. Um, 76 extends well beyond... The turnpike. Does it? Yeah. How far, man? It goes all the way to California. Really? Yeah. I think. Actually, 80 goes all the way to California. 76. It might end near Cleveland. 
Yeah, I think seventy six ends like in Ohio. Yeah, well, but that's but the Ohio it? Turnpike continues on, mm-hmm. uh, not Interstate seventy six. The Pennsylvania Turnpike, you know, now has spurs and stuff. So, yeah. um, Perry Highway Route nineteen would probably be a better example. But again, Route nineteen is longer than Perry Highway, so right. So maybe that's why routes. Maybe routes are maybe routes are kind of like um, more global mm. indicators, right? Where you know that you can hop on I seventy nine and head north. Well, the eyes are all their interstates, right? So oh, right. But you can hop on nineteen if you're if you're in Georgia or South Carolina. You can hop on nineteen or seventy nine and head north, and know that you'll get to Pittsburgh, right? Or who knows what the names of the streets are? There. I, I know that for a while, it, right look close to me when I lived in Maryland, there was the shortest the shortest bit of interstate highway it was two seventy nine. It was like uh, five miles, and it was just in Maryland. It was not interstate okay. at all. But I guess because it's part of the interstate highway system, it's called interstate. Okay, right. Um, I mean, everyone probably is familiar with the naming. Well, not, not everyone who's, who's, who's enough people, enough people are, are familiar with the naming convention for interstate. I don't think it's interesting sure. to talk but, about. Well, so in the United States, at least, the north south routes are um, odd numbered, odd numbered, and the east west are even numbered. Yes, and then fives are beltways, and twos are like through the city spurs, mm. and threes are. I think threes are spurs, and then twos are defined some other way. But like they, like a a, a connecting route that connects on both ends mm-hmm. to you know through a metro area back to the parent route. And that's that's. And I always remember the four ninety five is the Beltway. That's the the um, oh fours. That's the DC Beltway. No four ninety five. Right. So that's the DC Virginia. But Beltway. it's yeah, it's the Beltway. Off of ninety five, mm-hmm. I thought fives were okay. Fives must be maybe you said five, fives beltway. Maybe fives are spurs. I'm all confused. Well, you said fives are beltways. Yeah, you said four ninety five is beltway. No, no, the four is the indicator for. Beltway. I thought it was the end of it. Like, no, because that the ninety five means that this interstate is attached to Interstate ninety five. Okay, that's why two seventy nine is off of seventy nine. And three seven or five seventy nine is off of so three seventy six is off of seventy six. What does the three stand for? That's what I was trying to remember. One's a spur, one's a beltway, one's a. If only we had a device <laughs> to look this up. I'm sure Wikipedia doesn't know anything about this. But no, no, the the it's always the prefix number that of the three digit interstates that mean something about its connectivity or shape. Okay, three three digit interstate highway primer. Three uh, DI is a three digit interstate. Two DI is either a one digit. <laughs> Just need to find a part where it says two means this, three means this, four. And five. Right, that's what I'm looking for. I was looking for something that was right away uh, an example, just like a table. Um. Okay. All the civil engineers are screaming at the radio right now. Sorry, guys. We, uh, there, there's, there's stuff we don't know. 
No, no, we're always saying. I, I thought was, I was always. You know, I always say oh, the beer geeks are screaming at the radio right now. The civil engineers. Oh. Are. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Looking for a simple thing, and I have to do more parsing than I would like to. And that's when I get stuck into the the, the mode okay. that Nick was, where it's like, oh, I'm I'm stuck reading, and I'm not paying attention. Okay, so here, auxiliary three-digit interstate routes in the contiguous United States. Pull up this picture, so it is bigger. Yeah, so a two, I was right. Here, you can look at this picture, Greg, right? A two connects on both ends back to the main highway. Okay. A three is a spur that only connects on one end and then, you know, doesn't connect back to the highway. I see. Looks like... Um, no, this, so looks like... A, <laughs> I have to figure this out. A three and a five are both spurs. So like 310 and 510. It looks like 510 starts outside the city and ends in the city. 3 starts is inside. in the city and ends in the city. A 6, they show the 6 is the beltway that goes outside. So this isn't good without a, a, a caption, right? Because can you see the difference between a 2 and an 8? I don't. So... Uh. No. Why is this so hard? Maybe because an even number hundred digit means the route connects on both ends, is what it says. So maybe a, a two and an eight is just uh, different names in case there's a collision. A collision on the highway. Get it? Mm. Mm-hmm. An odd number is a spur. We're not getting answers here. All right, so even numbers can be... All right, so actually this caption here does describe it. Uh, if it's even number, it connects on both ends, and it may be a beltway. If it's an odd number, then it only connects on one end. I guess in the cities and out the cities really isn't... I was reading too much into the diagram. But the diagram has information that is inconsequential, so that doesn't make any sense. Just to make things more confusing, there are quirky exceptions to these rules. I-238 is not a spur off Interstate 38, because Interstate 38 doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like there there is there was a plan, and now it's just it's a mess. It's a cacophony. Damn, Eisenhower. I, I think the Interstate Highway System is one of the greatest things the government ever did. Yeah, no, certainly. Imagine how long it would take to get places without. Well, and imagine how long. I mean, just for trucking. Yeah. Oh yeah, it yeah. definitely improved the uh, well, lowered the cost of goods for sure. Yeah. And it helps the army to get from east to west. Really, that was why that was the at least the the basis for its uh, original funding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, let's uh, let's let's drink some beers now. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. This is the end of Civil Highway Engineering 101. <laughs>